Paul chooses his team wisely. He knows what to look for in team members. We were talking with Phil Ling. Some of you know Phil Ling. He preaches here. He's preached here once or twice a year for several years. Um, when he was in uh, Washington, when he, when he was in Seattle, he had a radio show. And one of the people that he interviewed on that radio show one time was the president, or the CEO of Nordstrom. I guess the headquarters is there in, in Seattle. And he asked the CEO about their customer service manual because Nordstrom has this reputation for just amazing customer service. So tell me, I bet you have a really thick customer service manual, don't you? He said, no, we, we really don't have any customer service manual. He said, we're just ruthless in hiring people who already are committed and have a, an instinct for customer service, and then we tell them, use your best judgment. When Paul chooses Titus here, he chooses somebody who has the qualities of an effective leader. These are qualities that Paul needs to have. These are qualities that dads need to have. Qualities that we need to look for as we develop teams as leaders. First one I would mention is calling. Titus was called by God. Notice in verse 16 it says, Thanks be to God who put the same concern for you into the heart of Titus. God put a calling on Titus for this work to be done. God chose Titus. Paul called Titus. Titus was called to the ministry. Now, this is the important thing that I just want point that I want to make here. Sometimes people feel called, but nobody's calling them. You ever have a, we have church planters here like, I feel called to church plant. The only problem is nobody's calling them to church plant. You know, oh, I'm called to lead here. I'm called to do this. Oh, that's great. God will confirm that by having somebody call you to agree with that calling. But Titus was called and it was affirmed by Paul and others. Second was compatibility. Again, verse 16. Thanks be to God who put the same concern for you into the heart of Titus. And he welcomed our appeal and being very diligent went out to you by his own choice. Paul and Titus were compatible. They shared the same heart. I would define compatibility in two ways. I'll deal with first. The second I'll deal with in a, in a devotional this week. The first compatibility just means you have, are a positive person on the team. The second, by the way, is that you have a common, you share the vision and the mission and you're aligned with the rest of the team. But just focusing on the first one, we define compatibility on the staff as the car in the parking lot test. Does somebody have compatibility with you? Well, how do you feel when, this, when you see their car in the parking lot? Does it make you go, oh, I'm so glad. I can't wait to be. When I see, um, you know, Tom uh, here on Sunday morning out in, the, in, our, in our lobby, where it's just like, I'm so glad to see Tom. You know, it's just impossible not to love Tom. Uh, does it make you do that or does it make you go, oh, is it an energy drain? See, the work of ministry is too hard. And the work that you're probably doing where you are is too hard to waste it with sideways energy of energy drains. Jim Collins said this, when people aren't having, Jim Collins wrote Good to Great and, um, uh, Good to Great and, what was that first book? Built to Last, thank you. Um, uh, Jim Collins said this, when people aren't having any fun, they seldom produce good work, encourage exuberance. 
Get rid of sad dogs that spread gloom. Isn't that a good line? Get rid of sad dogs that spread gloom. If the work you are doing matters, you can't afford people who spread gloom. Titus passed the car in the parking lot test with flying clouds. When Paul thought of Titus, what did he say? Thanks be to God. When the people in Corinth saw him, they met him with joy. Here's the question. Do you pass the car in the parking lot test? Are you the kind of person when people see your car, they think there's a sad dog who spreads gloom? Or do you bring joy? Um, Like I said, uh, third C is character. This one matters most. Verse 22. We've also sent with them our brother, nameless brother, poor guy, doesn't get his name in the Bible and everybody else does. We have often tested him in many circumstances and found him to be diligent and now even more diligent because of his great confidence in you. That's a good definition of character. We've often tested him in many circumstances and found him to be trustworthy. Joe Gibbs believed in character over talent. When he was coaching the Redskins, he used to say he looked for dedication over talent. Talent gets attention. Dedication, character, wins championships. We see this in the Bible, don't we? Just two examples from the Old Testament. Samson is about the most flamboyant, talented, exciting kind. I mean, the guy is a movie waiting to be made. On the other hand, when you run into Joseph, he's a teenager, really not very impressive. I'm sure he follows God, but he's sold into slavery. He becomes, he's thrown into prison. Very exciting to follow that guy. But at the end of the story, Samson dies blinded and ashamed. Mr. Talent. Joseph is exalted the second most powerful position in the entire world in Egypt. James 4.10 says, Humble yourself before the Lord and He will exalt you. Gifted people have the talent to exalt themselves. They get the attention they get the praise. Character people work with love and faithfulness and joy and patience and kindness, self-control, and God lifts them up over time. Again, Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great, talks about level five leaders, the best leaders you'll find. He says they have two things, personal humility and indomitable will. They're incredibly ambitious, but their ambition is first and foremost for the cause, for the organization and its purpose, not themselves. Do you have any people in your organization that are, (laughs) I'm sure you don't, who are primarily ambitious for themselves and not for the organization? While level five leaders can come in many personality packages, they are often self-effacing, quiet, reserved, even shy. Some of the best leaders in your organization are shy people that are easy to overlook, but they're people of character. But the result of character is endurance. They may be unknown, but they do well over a long period of time. It's one of the reasons that I have so much admiration for Elmer Towns. You know, (laughs) Elmer Towns was one of two people that helped start Liberty University. But when you talk about Liberty University, nobody thinks of Elmer Towns. 
Some of you remember when Dr. Towns spoke here a couple of years ago. Um, before he spoke, uh, one of those times, I, I forget which, but he, he was autographing one of his books for me. He's in his mid-80s at that point. He said, Brett, when I turned 80, I prayed to God that he would make my 80s my most fruitful, the most fruitful decade of my life. He said, I'm on track to publish more books in my 80s than in other, any other decade in my life. That's character. Not real impressive, not real known, but they endure over a long period of time. So would you develop the habits that bring character, the habits of prayer and Bible study and accountability and hire people of character as well? The final C is competency. Henry Ford one time said, the question ought to, of who ought to be the boss is kind of like asking who ought to be tenor in the quartet. Obviously, the one who can sing tenor. Titus is chosen by Paul because he has the general competency to lead, to do the work. He has the mentality of a leader, the ownership of a leader. He has the same concern as Paul. Self-starter. He went out by his own choice. But here's the thing I want you to, don't have a lot to go into competency because it's the one that everybody focuses on. But I will say this, the best way to, to develop competency is to serve hum humbly right where you are. Humble yourself before the Lord, and He will lift you up. Indra Nooi received, I love her story, she, about the night she received uh, word that she was going to be the next CEO for PepsiCo. She said she was so excited to go home. Her parents still lived with her in her house. She opened the, her mom opened the door for her. She said, Mom, I've got good news for you. Before she could say anything else, her mom said, Good, before you tell me the news, go get some milk. We're out of milk. Go get some milk. She was like, It's 10 o'clock at night. Why should I go get some? But she thought, I, you, don't, or, you don't argue with your mom. You just do it. So she went. She said, I got milk. I came back and I sort of banged it on the countertop. And I said, Mom, I had big news for you. I've been appointed president of PepsiCo. And all you care about is this milk? She said her mom looked at her and said, What are you talking about? When you walk in that door, just leave that crown in the garage. I love that line. Because you are the wife, the daughter, the daughter-in-law, the mother of the kids, and that's all I want to talk about. Anything else, just leave it in the garage. Don't even try this with me anymore. Isn't that good? I, I heard that story. I read that story and I thought, is it, is it any wonder she became a good leader? Because she learned to serve and to take responsibility in the home. Dads, that's why it's so important for us. Not to be afraid to share responsibilities, to teach our kids responsibility in the home. Called, compatible, character, competent. Why? Paul says in verse 23, as for Titus, he's my partner, my co-worker. As for the brothers, they are messengers of the, God, of the churches to the glory of God. People like that bring glory to God. 